That's not your warning though, is it? <laughs> What's that? That's not really what you're wanting to do. It'll so. do. That's that's the introduction. As long as we come in on a laugh, it doesn't really matter. Kick it off. Welcome everybody back to another The Paranormal Guide podcast. Um, it's been a while. It's been what? About a month. Since yeah. we've been, been, been together to record a podcast and put it out to you guys. Uh, just quick introductions for those of you listening for the first time. The voice you're hearing right now is Ashley Hall. I'm your host, and soon to the left of me is... Spills. Just a little bit about yourself. What are you? Human being. <laughs> Human being. All right, that'll do. <laughs> Tell you, you ask. <laughs> yeah. And across the table from us is... Brett. And... And, uh... I don't know how I describe myself. It's half man, <laughs> half goat. <laughs> goat? <laughs> what goat? I have no idea. What the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> deep, deep There's your laugh for your introduction. Oh, okay. I am I, sceptical person. I have an interest in the paranormal. have an interest in taking, uh, looking at things from a scientific or rational approach, but I also very much enjoy the experience of fear when I can get that. Well, well that was a lovely introduction, Brett. <laughs> a little more than we wanted, but that's okay. Um, now, it has been a month. It has. Since we were last together, about a month ago, what have you, what have you been up to? Um, I had my appendix out, that's about it for me. You did. <laughs> I did. Uh, aside from that... Um, went on an investigation probably three weeks ago. Yep. A family member's... Family member's house, that makes sense. <laughs> a family member's family member in Moore's house. Oh, that's even better. Potentially. Potentially. Well, we'll be. Yeah. Yeah. He's still got a few months to... And, and, and what's, what's the context? <laughs> what's the things you want to think about? Okay. Is that what oh, you're about to do you say? Want, do you want to get into it straight away? <laughs> yeah, I, reckon, I reckon just get into it because uh, I was, we're just going to see a waffling. People going, oh, I've waited a month to hear this shit. Look, okay. <laughs> let's just get into a bit, it. A bit of background about the house, <clears throat> oh, about the happenings around the house. So it's a fairly old cottage. Um, built in the, I'd say, mid to late 1800s. Um, and they moved into the place around 10, 11 years ago. Yep. And over the last few years, there's been some occurrences within the house. So full-bodied apparitions, um, noises, things being knocked and, and those sorts of things, footsteps. <clears throat> so... Myself and Ash had the pleasure of going along to investigate, and um, it wasn't too bad. We got a couple of interesting <clears throat> things. It was enjoy- what, what, to begin with. What got you involved in it in the first place? Just because it was a family member, family member. Yeah, basically. Oh, yeah. So just the normal. Oh, do you want to come and check out? This is what's <laughs> happened at our house. Do you want to come and have a look? So we decided to. So. Okay. Is there anything you can share about yeah, the I'll, results? Like, you know, yeah, yeah, definitely. Work? Yeah, so... Um, well, first of all, what's the most interesting thing about the date we chose to go there? Okay, so the date we chose to go there... Um, so a lot of the activity happens around the 9th of each month, uh, which is interesting. So we went there on the 9th of May. It was. May or June? May. May. Yeah, May. Yeah. Yeah, the of May. <laughs> Great investigators. Yeah. You remember the date we work on. <laughs> Great, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess uh, rocked up, did the usual EVP session, 
asked a few questions, a few interesting noises. But a bit of background to the place is potentially three people that have passed away related to the house. So there was the original owner of the house, and I won't go into too much detail about how they passed away. Then the the current people that own the place, uh, a family member passed away a few years ago now. And then the third person, their ashes were placed at the house. So we started off the night um, focusing around on the previous owner that had passed away, focusing a few questions around that. Nothing really happened. And then it was when we focused on asking questions. Now, from memory, Ash, it was yourself and me that that started with the questions. So we asked some questions related to um, the deceased family member and still nothing. So I prompted um, one of the family members that was there to, to, I don't know, start talking about stories that would happen or just stories about this deceased family member's life. So they started talking about them and asking questions and um, there was a set of keys and they're fairly heavy, almost like a prison. I reckon they were prison prison keys. Or a mould of one anyway. Yeah, (coughs) hanging um, above uh, one of the door frames. And um, that started moving to the point where it was was pretty much bouncing off the wall. Really interesting. Any time a question was asked... Related to that family member, but only by a family member asking that question. Yeah, we so couldn't ask it. It wouldn't respond. Yeah, and there wasn't was a way that someone could force that moment? No, no, absolutely no way. The Where we were all sitting, so we were actually split up through the house, yeah. but most of us were... Uh, about half of us were in the lounge room, and none of us were near that wall with that key hanging on it. So there was, no one was in arm reach at all. Did you get video of it? No. Got audio. We we You've got audio and <laughs> moving. We do. Well the thing is, see what <coughs> happens is we well we did put a camera on it later and, and it did it nothing. Because we right. wanted to see if we keep because Murphy's law of this stuff the second you try monitoring it for, for a lot for whatever reason it tends to stop. And um, quantum mechanics. Yeah, there you go. The the, the Now we've had the camera set up in the front living room. <clears throat> Because oh, yes. that's where um, the apparition, the shadow scene. Yeah, so there's been apparition yeah. scene, so but nothing when it came to video footage. But well, that's not true, really. Not that we didn't capture anything, but when we got the largest event that took place, the camera died at that Correct. exact same moment. That's true. That's true. We when we got the loudest of the keys <coughs> ringing. So at times it would just be like ching ching ching, but at other times we'd like bang bang bang. Not really loud, but you'd clearly hear yeah, it. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't like a racket, but you'd hear it ding ding ding. But when it went the most violent, I can't remember exactly what the question was. But the people that were in the bedroom where the apparition's normally seen, they saw something, or they thought they saw yeah. something. And at that exact same time was also when the video camera started to cut out. What's and this is over to give you a bit of put it into a bit of perspective as well. Um, we were there for a good four hours. Probably the first hour and a half was focused on these other possible deceased people. Um, As soon as as the family members started asking questions about their deceased family member, that's pretty much when stuff started happening, straight away. So we had nothing at all. And then we we changed... um, We would then ask questions, nothing... 
how long would the keys rattle at a time like you know can it be attributed to wind breeze definitely not so you're looking at the longest went for about five or six seconds Mm -hmm. um the shortest two or three seconds Okay, uh, that's interesting. usually start rocking about <coughs> two to three seconds after someone asks Ask a question. question. A really? Yeah. question, yeah. Very, very interesting. <clears throat> are you, you going to go back and try... Now, these are heavy set again? keys, by the way. These aren't yeah. like your normal... Um, and the way they're... Well, think about the keys on the ring that you see on an old prison movie. Yeah. Big, yep. huge, chunky antique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, they're not, they're not free-hanging. Um, but say, uh, easiest way of describing a hook on the wall... And they're actually resting up against mm-hmm. um, the wall. Oh, so, so really a breeze, but it shouldn't move no, anyway. No, no. So what's interesting, Brett, is if you can imagine the keys sitting flat against the wall, they were bouncing off the wall. You can hear them mm. bouncing off the wall. Very interesting. interesting. And, that, and that, what was interesting, that was the only thing it seemed... If, if, if it was a, uh, an interaction, yeah. it, it was had, very interesting. Have but, they had the keys in you know, <clears throat> interaction with the keys before? No. No, but other items in the house. Other noises. Yeah, you're going to go back and but try this is, and replicate. Yeah, so we, we went back the second time. So we went back a week or later, <coughs> or three or four days later. Yeah. So it wasn't on the date, of course. So this would have been mm-hmm. about the 12th, 13th. Yep. And um, nothing at all occurred that night. Yeah. So not even the keys. We tried to recreate it with the keys. Um, yeah, so it's got some awfully nice Ghostbusters vests, though. We did. <laughs> One of the people there owns a printing company, and he printed up some Ghostbusters high-vis vests. So, okay, so, you know what? So we didn't I, come home empty-handed. I think you need to be modelling that for photographs for the site. <laughs> I agree. Oh, Jesus. No, just, 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 the oh. <laughs> just the vest. Just the vest. So, so, so what's the plan from here? So obviously you interact with the family a lot more being that they're yeah. essentially your family. What, what's the plan from here? So there's obviously interesting stuff happening. Definitely. And they're just, they're interested in looking in at more to find arts or do they think they've got an arts they want? Uh, look, I, I guess they're interested in doing more. Um, I guess the second time, nothing, because nothing happened. Um, and look, I think we go back on the night. I, uh, we're looking at going back on the ninth again next month as yep. well <coughs> to see if we could have anything else happen. But that was probably the most significant. It was very, very interesting. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be one of those ones where I, I, I don't really it's, care about capturing evidence. I think because we've kind of shown the same. It's more the experience. Yeah, I think, and yeah, it's, it's more interesting. I don't think, and any of the evidence we get is just going to be sounds anyway. Keys banging. What was really interesting about it as well, Brad? <coughs> So there was a total of, there was three of us, four, five, five, six of us. Three of us were sitting in the lounge room. Two people were in the bedroom and there was another person in another bedroom. So Ash was actually the closest near the key, or both me and Ash, probably equal distance between the keys. You were laying on the couch, I was laying on the floor. Yep. Yep. And there was someone sitting on the opposite couch. So when... um, so the people in the bedroom, we sort of said to them, can you, hear, can you hear the noise? And they said, yeah, we sort of can, but we can't. So we said, come into the lounge room so you yep. can hear it. <coughs> so as soon as they came into the lounge room, nothing. We didn't get anything again. Yeah. So that was... Um, that and that was on the opposite side yeah, yeah. of the house. Yeah, so, so, we've, so a little bit of investigating. You've, you've also been out and had a couple of... 
strange experiences of your own, Brett. Yeah, um, I don't tend to get out too often nowadays. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you look like someone that's a shut-in. What's that? You look like someone that's a bit of a shut-in. Oh, it makes it sound like when you're out in the light. It makes it sound like that, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't get out to investigations or paranormal experiences too much, but I did get out recently um, with a friend, and it was, we just took the approach of going for the experience more than anything else, you know, so K2 didn't matter. No, we just didn't give a shit about any of that. We just yep. we just looked at, you know what, let's just play around with the Ouija board. And so uh, there were four of us in total, three of us using the Ouija board, and at each location that we went to, each place we went to, well, in this location, we had responses. We had, and they seemed different from from spot to spot. So in you know one building, uh, it seemed to be responding in the same way that was expected for experiences that other people have had there, um, and quite aggressively. Uh, another building we were told quite rudely to get out get fucked go away and was that all through the Ouija board all through the Ouija board yep Um, and then the uh, in the last place we uh, I think we had a little bit but then it just died down there was almost nothing there and so we I stepped the uh, the other people through a visualisation now, it's a bit of an odd visualisation that I won't go through here, but after the visualisation, we um, had some responses that um, were very, very interesting and also can be related to other experiences that I have uh, actually, you know, that we've had with you guys. Yeah, yeah. That uh, we won't say what well, the experiences <coughs> and the results were right now for a specific reason, but after that visualisation at two separate times with two separate groups we have had the same response which is not a usual response yeah for Ouija board I know we kind of dance around the subjects we kind of need to and don't worry listeners it will become very apparent a couple of maybe months down the track while we're being a bit cagey like this with it but what do you think is is about a visualization what it's doing that causes what's happening or is that something we can't really talk about well, either well you know what? What i think we can maybe look at the things that could be mm. now it, it could be entirely that uh, you're getting someone into a state of mind now if you're not from a skeptical perspective you could say that they're getting in a state of mind that makes them more susceptible to suggestion that makes them more likely to interact with a Ouija board. Mm-hmm. So it really, it maybe it just encourages and stimulates their subconscious to... Almost like putting it in the right frame of mind. Yeah. Um, and from a different perspective, um, some people will, uh, will take the belief that the, uh, the visualisation may have effects on reality that we are not necessarily seeing and therefore is encouraging... Yeah. paranormal activity of some sort so it could, it could be either of those two it could lay somewhere in between or or move elsewhere around that <clears throat> but I think that's a fascinating thing to explore hmm. <laughs> that's really um, that no. No, that's Brett's story that one yeah yeah I think, I think yeah I think a couple of months time we can actually talk about and once we're doing what we're planning I think it is really interesting and, and I think we might even 
present something to the listeners at home. I think they're going to be excited about that, actually. Yeah, I think think you will. So absolutely keep listening to the podcast if you can bear us. (laughs) Do listeners realise how many Mentos I eat during a podcast? Oh, okay. Interesting fact about spills. Spills consumes approximately 30 Mentos during a podcast. The the reason he had you repeat that is because he's going to edit it and take the TOS out of it. Oh, okay. Hang on. (laughs) (laughs) Let's count it two. I'll turn this into a montage. Counting montage. Six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen. 19, 20, 22, 24, 26, 27 Mentos. 27, he's got another six. Do you know what? Remember those things we'd go into school or something that have a, a jar filled a up with jelly beans and you would choose and you'd pick and whoever got the closest to a number they get a prize? Each week, right? I'm gonna, I want people to guess how many Mentos Spills devoured That's on a- that show. And then we'll reveal the answer if we can remember <laughs> the next time we record. There's no prize. This is just something to do to encourage more interaction we, from we you, can, our listeners. We, we can write it up next to our mascot up here. We won't talk about him either. There's a lot we can't talk about because it's just pure fear. <laughs> 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 right, okay. So, so uh, before we get into uh, the meat of the show, and we've already covered about 20 minutes. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Brad. <laughs> he, he had to say get into the meat. <laughs> So before we get into the, 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 the main chunk of the show, I'm trying to dance around so no one makes any innuendos from what I say. Anything else that we've been doing in the last month? No, I'm getting ready to go to Victoria. You're getting ready? Oh, Thursday? Yeah, that's, well, we've talked a bit before. You like to, to mix music, you're in the, the techno the scene. What, what's going on there? You're going away for three days, two nights? Winter Solstice Festival. You're going to be absolutely knackered. It'll be fantastic. While Spills is out of town for the week, for that weekend, let's plan something really fun to do. (laughs) (laughs) Keep an eye out on my page. We'll plan something to a We Miss Spills in Adelaide fucking event or something like that. All right, into the show proper, guys. Uh, Because we've kind of ad hocly put this together, it was only yesterday that we got together and said, hey, when can we join up for a podcast? Turns out we could meet up today. So I wasn't able to get out there and ask our listeners any for questions. So instead I found a couple of um, interesting news stories that I've uh, been posting on my page. So yeah, we're going to discuss some of those now. Now, something interesting has happened in China recently. Uh, For a a couple of months, uh, residents in a town thought that one of their empty buildings was um, haunted by ghosts. It had been empty for a couple of months. And after a while, people started to notice some strange lights in this building at night and some strange activity around the place. And no one wanted to go near it because they all thought, of course, that it was a ghost. Going down the track a little bit, the police get involved. They go in to check out this building. It actually turns out that it was a brothel. Okay. But what a seedy-sounding place it is. <laughs> Basically, this brothel, and if you read this, um, this newspaper article, and I will put the, a link up in the description for this podcast, basically men of a, of, a, of a want or a need would go up to this place, this very seedy-looking abandoned building in this, this small town-slash-village, then they would be met by a man on an electric tricycle. Who then take that's, them? That's in. my favourite part. Who <laughs> would then take them into this building where they had their choice of one or two working girls in there on one really filthy bed, guys? 
Have you ever gone past an old house, seen some strange things, and wondered what the hell's going on there? Or do you jump to that conclusion? Ghost. Yeah, jump to the, the ghost. ghost. I was going to say, jump to the conclusion that it's a brothel. You just only put a bang on the a bang on the door that they say, "No, go away." <laughs> what I think it is really interesting, apart from the electric tricycle, which I'm still very caught up on, is the fact that it's the cultural difference. The cultural difference uh, between Western and Eastern society where people see strange lights and they automatically assume. So this comes back down to religion and culture. And then this is where I'd like to throw a question back to you. Okay, yes. What do you know about the paranormal investigation culture slash community in Asia and in particular China? And what are the differences? And if you don't know the answer, then please bring that next time i will um okay i i haven't talked to a lot of people in china itself about their investigation practices but a lot of the articles i've written about chinese haunted buildings very typical to what we have here typically it'll be an old decrepit spooky looking building they'll find some dark history attributed to that and then of course all the ghost stories will meld around that history and so you get a lot of a lot of what you'll see today with kids in high school daring each other going to these buildings they might go in there mess around with Ouija boards do whatever so it's pretty much the same but as far as an investigation team with um, trying to get to the bottom and trying to investigate a case I don't know a lot about I would also be inclined to expect the any rise in paranormal teams would be from Western influence. Western yes. influence will surely have an impact on how they go about things, but Western influence will also have an impact about what the paranormal activity they experience will be. Yeah. So if we went back and said, okay, this is when you know the first ghost hunting shows started, before that, what were the types of paranormal acti- activities being reported yeah. before that time and compare that with <clears throat> Western I society? I guess it depends. It, and it would depend where the, the investigation team comes from because I, I also taught a lot of people in India and although it's not the same and not really that similar, it would be the same whereas you have a lot of people in the cities who, I don't know how to word this to sound... Like, I'm not being offensive, but people in the cities kind of, they're less in the folklore, they're less in the superstition, whereas people in the villages and in rural, they're very much into into the folklore. And if you look at um, Asian ghost stories, they're horrific. <laughs> they got some really, really spooky stuff. So I'm imagining if you come from a village and you have a lot of that superstition and folklore, you're investigating, and what you're investigating is going to be a lot different from someone who doesn't yes. have a lot of that. And that's what I think would be the case with China as well. Mm. And so you can see that because of the superstition, people, if they're seeing lights, there's an automatic fear or, or um, assumption that it is Could it also be related? that the, um, I guess the, the people, the entrepreneur that set this business up, yes. put it out there into the public <clears throat> that the location was haunted to keep people away from it? Interesting. Using it as a form of security, exactly knowing right. that the people might be superstitious, won't want anything to do with ghosts. Because a lot of ghosts are attributed to the curses and bad luck in a lot of the Asian countries. Yeah. So no one wants to fuck around with ghosts. Pardon me. No one wants to mess around with ghosts. So yeah, that'd be an interesting thing to do. If you're owner of a brothel in a seedy location, just put it out there. That place is haunted. No one's going to go near. 
But, but do you know what I thought? That, that'd be the way to attract business in Western culture. Oh, God, yeah. If you, if you said, oh, I've got a haunted brothel. I just got a haunted <laughs> yeah, brothel. Yeah. yeah, here in South Australia, you just made yourself a million dollars and probably got, if it was in America, you'd probably get a show. <laughs> haunted brothel. I found it interesting that when I first read this story, the first thing that popped in my mind was when they talked about the little guy on the electric tricycle. I thought of that little puppet from Saw. <laughs> Rolling out of the darkness. You want a working girl? I don't know why he speaks like Yoda, but now he does in my mind. So yeah, but, but, but going back to it, have you guys, growing up, you, did you guys ever hear that? Don't go near that place, it's haunted. Did you have, ever hear stories like that? And then question thinking later, oh, wonder why I was told that. It doesn't seem right. I wonder what was going on in that location. I know, I, don't, I, don't, I can't think of anything yeah. like that specifically. Not a specific place but you'd hear the your old urban urban legends growing up of this place is haunted that place is haunted that sort of thing but never got told to stay away <laughs> I, I, I think we were, we were starting to be that generation that we were really curious where if we found out something was potentially haunted we'd be more likely to go and have a look at it walk around and even if oh, we didn't definitely. go inside whereas previously I think when people were, even in Western culture, more superstitious, a bit more religion. That's an interesting topic, superstition. Talk about superstitions, that'd be interesting. There's a lot of really crazy superstitions. And what I like about superstitions is looking back to see what real world thing is that superstition wanting you away from. So I think a lot of superstition is that. It's just parents saying something to their kids that the kids will actually listen to. Don't go near the water, you might drown. Yeah, the kid's like, oh, whatever, I know how to swim. Don't go near the water, or that ghost will come and abduct you and take you to hell. The kids try to listen. Superstition is <clears throat> not always just about, you know, warning, though. Now, you mentioned India. Now, if I remember correctly, there is a, a large cemetery in India that is full of people living in there oh, amongst really? the corpses. Awesome. There is. And that's yeah. And they had their own superstition about why they need to be there and doing this. Now, I can't remember what it is, but I think it would be... And I know there's a documentary that went in and met with some of these people and explored that. I think it would be great to have a look at that and see what their superstition is because they're taking it from the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. It's interesting how over the years, I know growing up... Um, coming from a European family. Uh, there's a lot of superstition involved, you know, growing up and not growing up, but you hear a lot of superstitious things. And I've noticed um, the generation today, or the generation, yeah, generations of today, completely disregard those superstitions. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's like they're almost non-existent these days. Well, you know what? Um, but then compare that to that of our... Parents, and now I'm not sure how it'd be with your parents because they would have had a very different upbringing than mine. But you know, I remember I was you know only young and I bought a big, big sword, you know, after my birthday one year. (laughs) And as as you do, I thought I had a need for it, and a need for a big giant sword, yeah, fair enough. (laughs) It came came in handy a couple of times. but this, where I, I bought it from, was a shop and doesn't exist anymore. But uh, it was, uh, I can't remember the first part of the name, but then the second name was Witchcraft. It was just, that was the name of the store. Yeah. And I remember my mum seeing the receipt 
and getting all upset at me because it was something to do with witchcraft. So yeah, hmm. um, I mean, now like that sword was cursed or something. Oh, well, she didn't. She to her. Now she was raised in a family that were, you know, they were religious. They, you know, f- uh, she had three sisters, and um, you know, one of them became a Sunday school teacher. And uh, it's just interesting that they had that fear of anything dark. Yeah. <clears throat> it was something you just don't, you just don't have any interest in. You ignore it, pretend it's not there. That's that's your safety net. Yeah. And so she was all concerned that. You know, I had bought a sword from a decorative sword from a place that had the name witchcraft in it. She didn't know I was reading books by Alastair Crowley at the time, and, <laughs> uh, and, and amongst other books and uh, that I won't mention. She had no idea about all of those, and she would have probably been quite <clears throat> upset. So, so that is interesting. So much like this brothel. It was the kind of like the cultural understanding of your mother who took something that was okay. The, the Chinese brothel wasn't um, you know something mundane. That was still something I was going to say exciting. I still about something exciting, but took something mundane. But still, because of their feelings of the thing, they attributed something completely different to it, something that they are not comfortable with, and which almost gave them a reason to disregard its existence. Yeah. My son doesn't have a sword. <laughs> yeah, well, th- this was at the time that people were starting to see the emergence of Wicca, no. for example, and you started to see, you know, to, to get the uh, the white light movement starting to get out there and push witchcraft, but saying that it was a positive thing. But you still had a lot of the community at that at that time disregarding it and saying, "Well, no, it's still bad because of the fact it's witchcraft." Yeah. Burn them at the stake. Yeah, been there, survived. <laughs> Speaking, of you, I just want to bring this up. Was when I when I talked oh, about no. the little oh, the no. little man on the electric tricycle, you told me about something something about something weird you saw at a medieval fair. One of the funniest <laughs> things. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> I, was I don't care you if you ask me. Not relevant, <laughs> but it's just I just found this strange. There was the tricycle, and then there was a that was a segue to talk about segways. Beautiful. Um, and how odd segways can look and I mentioned that one of the funniest or most interesting things I've ever seen was at a medieval fair uh, in the United States and there was a fellow I assume a fellow dressed up as a knight all the knight's armour everything riding along on a segway (laughs) as I assumed that they did at the time oh absolutely a medieval segway (gasps) segway jousting That's that, what I would like awesome to see. Way. There's a new sport. We've just invented it right here. Segway jousting. I reckon we make it extreme and do it on half pipes. <laughs> so you're going down <laughs> meeting each other in the middle. <laughs> Why not? This is extreme. <laughs> All right, you guys first. <laughs> All right, I'll give it a go. Fuck it. If I'm in full play armour, well, that's going to hurt. <laughs> Coming off that. All right. So, yeah, so, so there you go. Chinese brothel, kitten has a haunted location. Superstition, culture. Superstition and culture coming together, people jumping to conclusions, but also possibly helped by the owner of the establishment in the first place. But I think that was a brilliant point to bring up, by the way, Spills. Yeah. Because that, and if you understand <coughs> culture and their superstitions, you can exploit that. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I would. So we'll, we'll talk about potential business opportunities after the <laughs> podcast. 
Now, speaking of brothels and <clears throat> people finding love in all the wrong dimensions, I'm so proud of this segue, by the way. <laughs> so, uh, a lot of people over in the States, I don't know how, uh, how much of it we get over here, but um, a very, uh, very popular program over in the States is Coast to Coast AM uh, with George Nuri. Is it Nuri or Nori? Sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. Well, this gentleman, he's you know quite quite a figure in the in the scene. He talks a lot about a lot about conspiracies, but still talks about the uh, the paranormal, ghosts and hauntings and things like that. Well, he has taken upon himself to design a new website where people who are in the paranormal field that might find it hard to find love outside the field can basically hook up with other paranormal investigators and people. The paranormal um, passion passion's a good so word. Sounds like a paranormal use. Tinder. <clears throat> Imagine Tinder, that would be awesome. Hey, you at the jail tonight? Anyone within five kilometers of the jail? <laughs> swipe left, swipe left. No, I, I think this is more like you're you're either dating something. So make a profile. You like your, your your pros and cons. What turns you on, turns you off, etc. And you meet people. Profile matching, perhaps. I tried to get on there to make a profile, but unfortunately, due to my location being in Australia, this being an American website, would not allow me to sign up. So I've asked, oh. a, I've asked a couple of people, <coughs> friends over in the States, so they could sign up just to let me know what it's about. Now, this isn't to make fun. I do find this quite interesting. We're probably going to make it a little bit of fun, but let's face it. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I just find it interesting that there's so many niches. Now there's a paranormal dating niche website. That's, you know what? It's... It's opened up the market for basically any hobby you have yeah, to start up a dating site. But here's the thing. We could start up a dating website for podcast hosts. What about for Mentos addicts? Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but you know what? That's, that's just as valid a point. For most people, an interest in the paranormal... Yep. is a hobby or something that it is something they do in their spare time it does not consume their life mm. and right. so it's like starting a dating website for people that like pizza it's not a that big a deal yes there might be people that really love pizza but so so little of their personality is going to be True. pushed around that you could say that a lot of people mm. that are the type of people that would sign up on a paranormal dating site however it's going to be very much people of a certain personality well, what you're saying, Brad, so you're saying it, it's a niche thing that might not necessarily need to be because the paranormal doesn't... But, but I think what it might be is, okay, how, it might not be so different for us, I'm not sure. I usually go out with freaks anyway, but, you know, when you go, when you meet someone the first time, you're getting into them, then they, then they ask, what are you interested in? You say, I'm into chasing ghosts. That's not necessarily going to go over well <laughs> with everyone you meet, and it doesn't. Um, you know, most times, if it's just someone you're meeting and in a friendly place, you like you can just discuss whatever, and that's fine. But if it's someone you're hoping to, if that's what you're looking you know, for in someone, <clears throat> then there's value in it. Yeah, they're, you know, they're... yeah. But I, I, look, there's far more qualities, and there's far more, um, yeah. Well, there's far more qualities that attract you to someone than just the paranormal. Well, that, that is true, and we like take that, and we like take into that into any account at all. You know, this reminds me, years ago, I tried to sign up on a dating site. This is true. <laughs> Brett's confession. It, it was called uh, datealittle.com for, for midgets and dwarves. <laughs> okay. I tried How did to sign that go up. for you? It didn't go well. You're too- they didn't accept my username. I was rejected. 
Oh god, what was it? What was it? Oompa Loompa. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. That's entirely true. I was about to say, you could have slept your height in the brackets. <laughs> the cutoff was much lower. Yeah, look, I've, I've never really signed up on a dating site except for, you know, shits and giggles and, and tro- trolling purposes. No grinder, but I like, but the idea of paranormal Tinder, not grinder, uh, Tinder's more open for everybody. Um, paranormal Tinder, I think, that, I think that could be interesting. Imagine, like, you got a map. And everyone signed up when they near haunted locations like ping <laughs> and light up and then it's hey, and then you can go out and investigate together. There you go. <laughs> Though with the amount of uh, paranormal teams in every yep. bloody city, you'd need to tailor the app to be able to New block word. out certain teams and then you'd end up being <laughs> only able to date only able to date people with your own team, really. Yeah, and the amount of people I can visualise using it for, you know, dogging in the car park of the jail, etc. <laughs> So yeah, so, okay, if you guys were single now, we're all with people, we're all spoken for, Would you, if you became single again, would you think of using such a site, let's just, just let's just say, for whatever reason, you're having no luck with ladies and people person, and so you need to kind of broaden your horizons on how you're meeting people, would you use such a site, would you use paranormaldate.com? No. Why not? Too many crazy people. Too many crazy people. Strangers, yeah. Like I said before, there's there's more to just the the paranormal, or there's more to something than just their interest in the paranormal. That's so, true. no, no. Um, no look, there's so many other qualities to look for. But you might be able. To, uh, we don't know what the matchmaking software is like. I've got no idea. Maybe if they, you, can you know choose what? Maybe they choose by figure. Maybe they have <clears> been uh, <throat> considering the site. You know, okay, devil's advocate. There are there's a huge paranormal. Industry, yes. community, huge community. <clears throat> with that, with that huge community there, there are obviously very varied people. And if they build other features into it, so it captures all of those other characteristics, but allows you to say, "Sorry, as a picture, you know their profile." Into demonic possession. (laughs) (laughs) I cut, but only for summoning demons. (laughs) Sorry. Um, That's fair enough. (laughs) But, you know, so if if they take all those things into account and it's just someone that wants to find, find someone they're interested in, but that also has, you know, the important quality of liking the paranormal. Yes. So it's really even though it's called paranormal date or whatever it is, if, if that's just, a supplementary <clears throat> thing, then maybe it could have value. It just played a devil's advocate but, on it. But what's the difference between, say, going on this site or going on, fuck it, I don't know, adult matchmaker or something like that, and choose, I don't know if they have it as a choice, but interest, choosing paranormal spiritual. Is it pretty I much the same thing? Man, I, I think it'd be, I think it'd be different. I think a lot of people, even if they have an interest in paranormal, may not put it on other websites. True. And it's not something that people generally search for. And I, th- I think this is a way that, you know, I'm going to, I really am just t- turning my view from before of saying that it's a stupid idea to, you know, what there could be some validity for some people. Yeah. So it's interesting how discussion, I like discussion for that purpose. It is good, but <laughs> it's okay. good. All right. Okay. What, what about this? What if there is no matchmaking algorithm? It is just a psychic <laughs> choosing. Hmm, he looks like doing their thing, and bam, pulling names out of the hat or whatever, and they're they're psychically matchmaking. 
I don't know if that's what it does. I've not been into the site. I've only you know seen what? the front splash page. All the power to them. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. As long as they're charging. Moving on. This this next article now it did come from a satire news website, but I thought it was worthy of discussion anyway. Since it reads uh, that Derek Accor, remember Derek Accor? Did you guys ever watch Most Haunted? Saw a little bit of it. Saw a little bit of it. Look, not the best. Well, let's face it, all the show's pretty much the same, but this probably has the worst reputation because there's been... Is this a guy that always got possessed? He always got possessed, but the show was always in trouble because they're always getting busted, faking stuff, blah, blah. For whatever reason, that show, out of all the other shows, got the most attention on it for faking things. Now, their psychic in the show got basically revealed as a fraud years ago, so he left. Now, this set our news site has stated that uh, Derek Agora, this psychic from the show, uh, was in Real Council, I hope that's how you pronounce that, I've got no idea, uh, where he Is was... Um, in the States? Uh, oh, shit. The UK, I would It'd be the UK. Okay. Denbyshire, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, some yeah, some okay. English-type name that I can't pronounce. So, so he was out there doing some of his work, um, doing his thing, when all of a sudden he started shouting incoherently, flapping up, basically how he would get possessed on the show. Okay. Now the joke on this uh, website is, so he's been hospitalised, and now he's attempting to sue the council for their um, bogan ghosts okay. attacking him. Now, this is satire, so it didn't happen. But I just thought it was worthy of discussion, okay? Say you go on a tour... You go on the tour, you do, do the thing, and then something happens to you on that tour. You get possessed, you get scratched, you get beaten up by a ghost, whatever. Lots of people playing <laughs> lots of things on tours when they're out investigating. Is anybody at all liable for that? For that? For your, um, not necessarily your injuries, but your, your well-being. Not so well-being. Psychological so, well-being. Or anything like that. Is there any... Is I, I think you're almost... You, you have to take some responsibility for yourself. Well, absolutely. And if you're going to put yourself in that situation, um, then you need to be prepared for anything to happen. Um, look, I, I think it's a hard one. I guess there's no precedent that's been set in the court yet either, is there? Okay, well, but we can take a different but, approach from different approach from it. Is that um, on? You could almost say that on any investigation, on any ghost hunt or any tour there's always the ability for the person leading the group to use or implant suggestion and that suggestion could therefore influence experiences real or imagined and what if those experiences real or imagined result in some type of other injury that could happen anywhere though it, could. it doesn't have to be it, it could be something to be. someone something someone says to you on the bus or yeah, but okay. If uh, if someone's uh, on, on a ghost hunt and there is definitive uh, suggestion implanted that then causes them to freak out, they go to run, <coughs> see a fire extinguisher fall over, cheers, <laughs> um, and break an ankle. Oh yeah, Look, now the physical then, injury side. Physi- of it. Yeah, there's physical definitely. injuries, but from the mental side. Yeah. I think then what it would come down to... Now, I understand that in the UK, there was a... Uh, someone had actually set up a, a haunted room where they did set up infrasound and all sorts of things specifically to create the 
you know, recreate some of the experiences that people might feel with when there is a supposedly a haunting. Yeah. Now, that could potentially trigger or have strong psychological impact past that. Where, where does that responsibility lie? I think it, there, mm. it, you know what, from the joking side, <laughs> getting beaten up by a ghost, okay, really. Yobbo ghost. A, yo- a yobbo <laughs> ghost. Or in Australia, bogan ghost. Bogan, yep. Um, <laughs> throw, 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 that, throw titties would the US be redneck? Would that be redneck? Yeah, there you go. redneck so now we've got the three. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, from that from that perspective, obviously, you know, it's kind of a, a bit of a laugh. But you know, there is the potential for people to get themselves in some type of trouble if there is cause of psychological trauma. And it can be provenly, proven linked to the, the way something is being facilitated by, yeah. that, by the group leader. They'd have to have proof of that. <clears throat> if it's an investigation, well, then they're going to have audio recording and video most likely. And then it, it comes down to whether there is intention yeah. or you know, whether it was accidental. So from a serious perspective, I think that there is some responsi- responsibility that anyone in a leadership role, I mean, it's in any industry or community, where any group at all, but even in paranormal, anyone in a leadership role has responsibility for people <clears throat> in their charge and how they manage them, and that includes psychologically. So basically what you're saying is, so if you go on a ghost tour, and it's one of those ghost tours where people jump out and scare you, and if that causes a reaction for you to ro- turn around, run, and break your nose, you're on the wall, the tour is probably... Well, that liable for something like that. That's more of an occupational health and safety concern. You're in the dark, scaring people. There are around. Yeah, that's that's a def- if, unless it's something like you know the Halloween attractions over in yeah. America, where you know that that's yeah. what you're, pay, you're paying house. for. But if it's something psychological or spiritual, which we can't really prove, so it'll have to be thrown back to psychological. Um, that's a grey area, obviously. Okay, it would well, be. You'd have to prove beyond reasonable doubt that. The person's psychological uh, status, whatever you want to call it, um, was caused directly by that event. Yeah. Which would almost be impossible. Almost be impossible. Definitely. No, no, not necessarily. Depends on... If someone took approach using uh, specific techniques of suggestion or... Um, what can be called a conversational hypnosis. (coughs) There are ways that you can lead people in a certain direction. And if if it's an investigation, as I said, there'll be recording of it. So it would be able to be analysed and some of those techniques could be proven (laughs) in a court of law by someone who's a professional that could say, listen, it's obvious that they had the intention of leading this person into a state of absolute fear. And that's what caused them to have a, a breakdown afterwards. Yeah, but I guess, look, again, that the, the person leading the investigation could then also argue that it was purely for entertainment purposes. He could. And a, and a good example, you know, how far do you go? Um, that's like watching a movie... And there being subliminal hidden messages within the movie that make you go out and murder twenty people, um, you know, is it the 
Was it yeah. the director's fault? Uh, like, people were trying to blame you know, that video game. Actually, it's, fu- <laughs> it's funny. I just bringing up that article there. I saw another article last week about a a gentleman. I think it was in in, in Asia somewhere uh, suing an actor uh, for the way that the actor looked. I at saw. Him yes, in I've seen that as well. Yes, in, like, in a movie. Yes. I, I don't know if it was a movie or a soap opera or something like that, but yeah, so it was basically on the TV or in the cinema, and, it, and this person was there watching it. This actor, for whatever reason, whether it was part of the the movie or the show, or whatever, lingeringly stared out at the like through the the camera, and this guy, for whatever reason, Very is claiming it spiritually damaged him, and, and he's trying, and he's seriously trying to sue the production company and. That um actor or actress actress actor or actor, actor. um so so yeah so okay well, there's a lot of strange stuff there like is that. but to but going back to it, two things if uh, if I'm leading a some type of tour investigation Ash you come along and you and I can tell that you're a very suggestive person that you. You jump at every single thing that you think everything is real. This wasn't a reference to the extinguisher, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. But if I could do that, and then I could say, okay, well, I'm going to play on that because the more experience that you have, it'll influence other people around you. And then what if I led that to to finish things off with that, telling you and implanting the suggestion that the thing that you've been scared about all night is going to follow you home. Then you don't sleep for two weeks. Yeah, you are psychologically very, very impacted. So you know what? That is pure. It's purely psychological. It was True. implanted suggestion. And it has done real damage on you. And it has con- given you some real damage. And if it therefore impacts work, impacts your financial ability to, you know, or your your ability to earn money. It impacts relationships or whatever. And it could. Yeah. Then I think that there is definitely there'd be a case to be made. Do you think? Yes. Okay. If if it was recorded, <clears throat> or were there were enough witnesses to say this is what this person did, that would still need to be. It wouldn't be easy to prove. Yeah. They'd have to have experts come in, and it would have to be very obvious that um, I'd targeted a particular person. There need to be evidence of the ways that I it was implanting the suggestions, seeing your reactions, and then leaving that with you to take home. Mm. So I think, yeah. I think that there can be <clears throat> okay validity there. Going back to this article, then. So, so okay. So, so that's if you're on a tour environment, and you're basically putting your safety and well-being in the hands of another person. What about if you're just visiting? So, let, let's say the Adelaide Jail. Haunted location, well known, lots of stories. Once if you go there of your own accord, like you can do for a self-guided tour, and something happens in that instance, there's no liability on anyone there. Prove, That's prove all it. on your own. Exactly. Yeah, prove it. There you go. That's what it comes down to. When it, when you look at it, anything from that legal perspective, there needs to be proof of your claim. All right. Well, just to wrap up this little, little section, okay, where the jurors, Derek Akora's coming to the courtroom, he's laid out his case, I was doing my thing, I was attacked by Yobo, ghost, blah, 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 what do we find him? Nuts. <laughs> Asylum, lock up, throw uh, away. I, I say spirits were absolutely involved, whiskey in particular. <laughs> 
Yeah, there you go. And look, that proves that even satire news sites can bring about an all right discussion. Well, I actually think that was, a, that was a very good discussion to have. It was. Um, about responsibility for anyone operating in a leadership role in the paranormal field. Mm. Yeah, I think it is a big risk for anyone to undertake. Um, you know, I wouldn't want that responsibility on me. Uh, we do a podcast. I'm <laughs> not responsible for anyone outside of this room. Okay, now finally, this is an interesting article I found, and it's something from a. It's a little bit older, but essentially, BB King, big big celebrity, big musician personality, he passed away not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Now there is a personality in the paranormal field, um, Huff Paranormal. Now he's an I don't know if he's an expert, self-proclaimed expert with a ghost box, whatever, but he uses a ghost box almost exclusively in his work. And he has a, a very big YouTube channel, a lot of people following him, a lot of subscribers, where he uses the ghost box to uh, allegedly communicate with the other side. He puts them up and people basically comment on them, provide feedback, whatever. When B.B. King passed away, this gentleman did a ghost box thing, see if he could contact B.B. King, get a response, and he put that video up on YouTube for the world to see. Once again, he's got a lot of subscribers, so that's going to get out everywhere as people share it. The question is, would you want someone attempting to communicate with your loved one and posting the video of it just hours after their passing? Was there an ethical problem in what took place here. Someone very well known has just passed away. Someone, this was not at the behest of the fan or anything. He's taken it upon himself. Maybe a lot of his users may have encouraged it. You should try to get BB King on this thing. And he did. Get some possible results, depending on how you want to interpret it. And he puts it up on the world to see publicly. And of course, that might get back to the family of the deceased. Sarah, is there is there anything ethically wrong with this? What what are there issues? How do you guys feel about I, I this? I think I personally think there is. Um, <clears throat> look, if you're contacted by the deceased family member's family yeah. and asked to undertake a, a ghost box session, well then look, if it's at the approval of that family, no dramas. But I think once you take it upon yourself, look, it, it shows just complete disrespect for. <clears throat> for the living and and the deceased, you know. Uh, okay, where's your, where's your line as far as time yeah. passing then? Look, uh, again, I, in all honesty, I would probably do it um, myself. I wouldn't put it out there publicly, if that clarifies that for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Do you, do you think that there's a time that it would be okay? For him to do that and put it out there publicly, because you know we we, we all go out there and we do these things. Yeah, yeah definitely. And there, you know, it tends to be that there's a, there's a <clears throat> decent amount of time passed yeah. in most cases. You would think, but where is the time that's respectful? Where is it the time that it's not respectful? Or is it entirely about whether you're doing it publicly or not? Uh, yeah, but with possibly making some money off it too. I'm not sure whether... Okay. I can't remember the, the video itself was monetized or what, but that may have been a factor as well, of course. Yeah, look, I don't think you put a time frame on it. I, I think if the family members are still living and there's possibility of them hearing the, the session, then um, you'd have to... Look, you need their consent. If you're going to put it out there publicly... Yeah. 
you would need their consent. So, um, so are we especially being someone so specific and and um, I haven't heard the the audio, yeah, and I haven't heard what he got. But I guess look, it almost questions too, and we we're discussing this earlier, Ash. The validity, the validity of the responses mm-hmm. being so soon after. BB uh, King's passing. So that was six hours or twelve yeah. hours or something. <laughs> you know, six or twelve hours after the news stations are just going to be full of tributes to BB King. So <laughs> your any, ghost box response, you know, <laughs> your ghost box responses are going to be full of BB King, whether it's his voice, whether In, it's interviews, quotes, exactly songs, right. exactly right. <laughs> so you know, it's so. Uh, what about you? So, what, I, what do you think about? I think that, that I agree with uh, Spills on that. That you know, you do have to have a level of ethics there, and it's you know, what it, it's about courtesy and responsibility and respect for the family. <clears throat> right now, they're going through a lot. The last thing they want to do is see bullshit out there in the news that could upset them more. I yeah. don't don't think that's right. Uh, I think that. If people want to go and do something in their in the privacy of their own home or within their group, as long as again it's not you know they're not going out the front of someone's house, they're not yeah. they're not doing anything and in, interfering in any way. You know what? I'm sure the family would still not be happy with that, but you're not going to stop people. If you, you know, if it's no. a public figure uh, or you know something that's happened that's very public, people are going to do what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, but. There shouldn't be money being made from it. There should not. Uh, there should be courtesy and respect for the family. So, so I guess we're in agreement that doing it for your own personal interest, no problem. But the problem I think that all three of us have with it was the fact that it was thrown out in the public yeah, for definitely. everyone to see. What's interesting when you go to this video and you read the comments, people doing something like people ask about them. Um, Can you do Paul Walker? Get Paul Walker. I'm a big fan. Blah blah blah. And people are asking to do all these yeah. other celebrities that are dying. So I, I don't know whether whether it even matters. He did it because he was asked to by his uh, fans and subscribers. But it, it's going to open up this window where people can say, oh, that got a lot of listens. Is this going to be a new trend? Who can get the first responses out after a celebrity I'll tell you has what, passed away? When, and I'm not sure, what's his name? Who? Huff Paranormal. Yeah, Steve Huff from Huff Paranormal. Okay. Like, I'm not so saying, we're... not belittling him, like, his work's oh, no, no. good. It's just this one question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, when Steve Huff passes, we'll make it public and try and contact him. <laughs> well, he'll probably say, yeah, go for it, guys. I'll try to make myself yeah. accessible, you know. What about you guys? Okay, say, um, let's say, let's say Spills has died. Thanks. All right, your dad spills. Yep. Me and Brent get together and go, let's do a ghost box session. Let's see if we can contact spills. And we get some responses that we think you know, might be relevant. At least no one, sorry to say it spills, but no one's going to be talking about you on the news uh-huh. unless it's a spectacular death. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and, but we put it out, out publicly. How's your family going to feel, you think? Um, <clears throat> and how will our families feel about us doing that? Look, you know, I think... In all honesty, I, I think if you spoke to my family and said, look, this is what we're going to try and do, they would be okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> they probably would. Um, Your brother would probably want to come and be there. <laughs> I guess it would depend, if you did get responses, it would depend on what those responses are. Yeah. Um, Unless you know, they were loaded, then we would know that it's bullshit. But if it's all... No, no, but... What, and what I'm saying there is... You know, if it's a word here or a word there, fair enough. 
But if it's a help me or, um, you know, those sorts of... See, and it can depend on the, main, you know, the means of death as well. Okay, I've got a chart here. What, what month were you born in? March. March. Okay, how you will die, and this is from the internet, so it must be real. <laughs> you are going to be bludgeoned by a lonely truck driver. Okay. Jeez. Wow. Interesting. So, what? You're about you on the news. Concrete truck driver. It doesn't say oh. what type. It just says a lonely. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you'd have the upper hand in that altercation, mate. <laughs> and, and, and what month? July. July. Okay. You're going to be poisoned mm. by Miley Cyrus. Well, why not? So okay, that, why? You're, you're going to be in the news. We're both going to be in the news. You, you, would you believe it or not? I am going to be shot by by a disease ridden prostitute <laughs> <laughs> in a Chinese brothel. <laughs> yeah, we're going to ghost box you. <laughs> I want to hear about that experience. Oh god! But, you know, but these questions are are interesting. Would would you want people to try to contact you? But again, <clears throat> you know, and this is where the type of information. So okay, say say I died. You did a ghost box session. <clears throat> And I responded with certain words. I say, help me. Would you then go back to my family and say, this is what we captured. Spilly, you're saying, help me. I've got an even better, I've got an even better question. Let's say you died under suspicious circumstances. No one knew who had done it. We'd do a ghost box session. You apparently come through and indict your brother in it. Okay. What do you do with such information? Like, it's... It's probably absolutely nothing, but what do you do? Do you take to the police? Look, the ghost, what do you post it publicly? Look at this, we solved Spills' murder. What, what do you do with that? I don't think there's anything you could do. No, I think it's stuck in the like, oh crap, he might have been killed by his brother, but the police aren't going to take me seriously. It's an unconventional method of <laughs> investigation, isn't it? Oh, there's a lot of psychics that claim they've helped cops in cases, so maybe, oh, maybe there'll there, be a book there, deal there out there. are a lot of cops that claim psychics have helped them in cases. That is true. So, On a lot of TV shows too. <laughs> On TV shows too, yes. especially. There's a money to be made usually <laughs> when people say that. Um... But I think it's interesting because it's from the person's point of view and their family's point of view as well. Mm. And considering we don't know, is it a pleasant thing afterwards? We had that discussion so many times about how many go aways, how many get lost, get fucked, you know, and if all of a sudden Spills is saying, Ash... Get fucked. Go away. Yeah, that's normal. <laughs> You're going to think, oh, okay, cool, bro. Let's, let's hang. Yeah. Well, he's like, I'm in hell. You don't want the family to no, hear exactly that. exactly right. You don't want to hear, you know. They, they already know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a surety. Yeah, I think, I, I think it's a really interesting question of ethics. I think we could almost put a show around the ethics of paranormal research because I, I think this is so new and because it's not accepted mainstream except entertainment-wise on the TV shows, nothing really huge has come from it that people really... There hasn't been a big open public discussion on the ethics of what we're doing. I've been on a couple of shows, and there's some people that believe that ethically people should not be doing any in-home investigations because you don't know what you're going to come into and you don't know what your your abilities are. There's so much ethic-wise. I'm, I'm bad for that conversation because I'm what's known as um, ethically flexible. <laughs> but you know uh, these two you know I think a bit more professional than I am probably uh, to conclude the show I guess ethically do you, 
in your mind, this is only personal opinion, was that wrong to put that video up on YouTube? Not the yeah. contact. If you want to do it at home, fine. But was it wrong to put it publicly? I think that it was the wrong thing to do. Yep. Um, you know, I, I pretty much concur with everything. You know, Spills has said that there's a there are ethical lines there. Those ethical lines right now in the paranormal community are drawn at very different places, especially depending upon people's belief systems that they're coming mm. into this with. And that is the problem. We don't have enough understanding of any of what's being investigated to take it past and you know have a definitive line. We don't know we can't say that one group is right, one group is wrong in how they are drawing their lines, apart from, you know, okay, maybe making money yeah. And they're doing something straight after, but after, but but going past that, yeah, it's really an open question. It is, and, for, uh, for, it's good for discussion. Yeah, I think it's good. Like, although I don't agree with what Mister um, Huff has done, I think it's good that it can maybe start up a discussion on what is ethically. Because I haven't really seen anything like that out there. You know, you see, oh, uh, you know, um, pictures of Michael Jackson's ghost in and what's it called, Neverland or wherever his house was called, I forget what it was called, you know, stuff like that's different, you know, that's, you know, he's been dead for a long time, blah, 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 within hours, putting it up there publicly, possibly profiting yeah, off it. I don't know that for a fact, so don't hold me to that last bit, but if that was, that would just add to it. Would you want us or care about us trying to contact you? <clears throat> no, I... I don't really care. Like, I'm not close with family, stuff like that, so yeah. I don't really... So you, don't, like, you wouldn't care if you were making money off it, pretty much? As far know, as I'm concerned, right away. when I'm dead, I'm dead. I don't really care what's happening anymore. That's my opinion. Look, I don't really have like a huge opinion on the afterlife. All I know is I'm not here in the physical anymore. I don't care what you do with it. Like I said, I've already, if I could leave, make my bones to make furniture out of it, would I really don't give a shit what happens to my physical or what you do with me or my stuff when I die. <laughs> I'm dead. But my family might care. And that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, okay. But what, you, know, you didn't mention about whether you would potentially care depending on what the experience after death would be. I can't answer that, of course. Obviously not. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> oh, that's I've got a poisoning by Miley Cyrus coming my way. <laughs> we just need to make sure we don't start making money until it's publicly announced first. I'm going to stay away from demolitions in case she comes in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that poison me. That's yeah, what? a dad joke. That was, that was, and I think on that note, Ash. Oh, no, you're not going to end it there. We sound like that, really? Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you've, you've blown it. <laughs> All right, guys, I guess. Come on, Miley, take it out. What? Come on, Miley, finish it off. All right, uh, well, okay, these guys will probably refuse to discuss anything else right now because I want to leave it on that note. Um, I guess, yeah, listening to this podcast, if, if we have kindled any further discussion from you or any comments you want to leave for us, Leave them on the podcast, whether it's on one of the links put up or where it's on the Paranormal Guide website itself, probably best there. Uh, by all means, discuss anything that we have brought up tonight. We would love to hear your opinion of what we've talked about, especially that last last little section on the ethics and about communicating loved ones, putting it up on the internet so soon after death for the public to see. So please, absolutely, yeah, interact I'd with us. I'd like people to throw some... Um, differing opinions at us as well. Yeah. You know, we whilst we have some 
good opinions at this table. I think that the the best opinions could also be coming from all of you guys out there. Yep. So don't just agree with us. Okay. If you have a different opinion on us, that's especially what we want to know. We want you to shoot us down. Find if you see a flaw in something, you know that most likely will be Ash that has said. <laughs> then, then you know we want to hear it. You know, in seriousness, we want that. It's only through those critical discussions that anyone is going to learn anything, and we're ever going to evolve some of these concepts, whether it's on ethics or Chinese brothels or whatever it might be. Yeah, absolutely. So, Electric tricycles, needs for them. So, yeah. Yeah. And, oh, and above all else, if you've found a match on paranormaldate.com, we want to hear about, about it. it. We want to hear about We want to hear about true love found on yeah. paranormaldate.com. Any marriages? Any marriages. Any Children. What e- met a nice ghost online? Ectoplasm. Ectoplasm. We want to hear all about it, guys. All right. So until... No- oh! And once we, we hit the stop record button, we're going to count up these Mentos wrappers. So you post up your guests. If you get it on the money, I'll see if I've got some any old paranormal junk at home I'll send you. <laughs> or, or there's another spare Mentos up here. Oh, that's why I might send you a Mentos. <laughs> One that's already been in Spills' mouth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't want that? Okay, fine. Just a, just a regular old Mentos. All right, so get those uh, guesses in. Join in the discussion. Keep an ear out for us and see where we next appear online and hopefully it won't be too soon. So until next time. <laughs> you don't mean too long. Oh, too long. Too far <laughs> away <laughs> from <laughs> now. What the hell did? Sorry, guys. Yeah, so until next time. <laughs> Good night. Peace out. Later, dudes. <laughs>